Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Get uh, Ed's on board. And his microphone's not on. Look. <laughs> hey, there I am. Morning, Tone. Morning, Fifi. I should morning. point out that next week's shows are actually going to air, so you're going to have to get that sort <laughs> oh, yeah. of thing right. <laughs> Fifi right Box, give her a round. <laughs> oh, thank you. Congratulations on your uh, TV work last night. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. It was great. <laughs> they threw you in first. On, I know. Uh, thank God you're here. It was. I couldn't actually watch it. I no. can't. I couldn't bear it because it, for me it was. Well, I tried to watch it, but I, it was like jumping off a cliff for me. All right. And and watching myself flounder and flail all around like a fish out of water is right. just unbearable. Someone at Channel Ten is writing. Fifi Box jumping off a cliff. That could be a series. <laughs> Ten weeks in that. Hey, what was your catchphrase that you came up with for the weight loss product? Um, if, if you think you can do it, you can. Oh, look, give her a round for that. <laughs> superb. But, and to be with such an amazing cast of people, though, Frank Wood, Angus Sampson, and Pete Roseland, I mean, comic yeah. geniuses, and they were so brilliant. Oh, no, it was all gold. Are you going back for more? Yeah, back next week. I have to say, if people were listening to... If I was listening to this show this week, I'd be going, what is the thing that you have to have been on, thank God you're here, to be a guest <laughs> on Get This? But it is just a complete coincidence. Even Ed is in the show. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Ed, 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 wait till... He's coming up in, a, in, a, in next week. Yeah. And oh, yeah. um, you're sort of featuring next week. He's sort of... He's worried about drawing attention to himself because it's not about the ensemble cast oh. and he doesn't want to... Yeah. But I loved your performance as the mayor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a part I was elected to play. <laughs> It's hard for him not to be to stand out because he's six foot five and he's a very handsome boy. Well, a lot of people have been, you know, calling in about which one was he on the show last night. And then there's a there's an article in the Green Guide in Melbourne which has a photo of Ed looking very handsome uh, <laughs> today. And what, have you looked look weird in that photograph? Well, have a look at what they've said because this article was in the Sydney Morning Herald earlier in the week. Oh yeah. And then they've rerun it, and sometimes they'll just change oh, one yes, bit. Yes, yes, yes. And so something I this is something I did not say. I said that uh, I happened to, I found out that Ed happened to work at Triple M with the Black Thunders. Mm -hmm. But they've changed it to, <laughs> with the Black Thunder cars. <laughs> the Black th who would say that? The Black Thunder cars. <laughs> yeah, the Black Thunder cars are out and about. It's like a Jerry Anderson series. Well, I had a, uh, a friend of mine who, she's a journalist and she, like, she's just starting out and she got an article published in one of those kind of like, you know, men's magazines, men's mm. monthly kind of like, you know, swimsuit girl magazines. Yes. Right? But it was about... Uh, women in politics. So she wrote this quite serious interview uh, with these, you know, these women in politics, and they put this big banner across the top that said, "Hot women in politics." <laughs> when breasts go bust, <laughs> it's one of those. Now, Fifi, look. Obviously, uh, in most states, people know you for your work with the shebang, and it does yeah. feel a bit like you're cheating on Marty being here, doesn't it? It does. He doesn't know I'm here. Right. I couldn't Ooh. tell him. So, and he doesn't listen to the radio. <laughs> he's not even up, so he'll have no idea. But it does. It's quite exciting for me. And right. I was thinking this morning when I got off, it did feel a little bit like I was having an affair. Okay. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the program's steaming up. <laughs> and you said to me, oh, look, the bear. That's the bloke paneling our show. Today. What was that bear? Was Cheeky. that? He's obsessed with sex. <laughs> he is. <laughs> now, look, um, you know, you said to me the other day that you've never been interviewed. No, I have never yeah. you know, interviewed hundreds of people. Right. I've never been interviewed, and, and, and it's quite nerve-wracking. I was more nervous about coming on this show today than, than about actually watching Thank God You're Here last night. Really? I was distracted. Why is that? Because I don't know 
I'm not that interesting and I'm, I feel like I'm quite a fraud <laughs> and that if people actually start asking questions, the, the listeners might go, yeah, why does she have a job? Well, <laughs> let's see if we can expose the fraud, <laughs> reveal the sham <laughs> that is Fifi Box. I read in your bio, I think it's on the uh, the website, something about you decided to get into radio after you were in a coma or something yeah. in hospital. What was well, that about? I had my appendix burst not, but I, right. and I was in hospital. I was in second year arts. I know that actually that was a performing arts yeah. course, a variation. Right. And I was in hospital and I remember when my appendix burst thinking, oh, thank goodness, because my, my uh, thesis was like about three weeks late. This is a great <laughs> excuse. <laughs> Fantastic. And, um, and I remember my parents came in because I remember saying, mum, you've got to go and call the lecturers and let them know this grave things happened in my life. And she came in one afternoon with my dad and went, well, I spoke to them and they said, it doesn't matter, you're failing because you never turned up anyway. And they said, now, what are you going to do? You know, this is, you know, you're 20, come right. on, pull, pull your finger out. And then they brought in a course guide <laughs> <laughs> and, and I literally flicked it open because I was, you know, nearly comatose from having a major surgery and it just flicked open to the radio page. Right. And my mum literally started filling in forms to send off to Swinburne University for me to do radio. So the idea was I have no skills whatsoever. I guess that just leaves radio announcing. <laughs> Exactly, that's what it came down to. <laughs> and what was your first radio job? My was it the shebang? No, gosh, no, no. Well, I did this radio course, and at the end of it, they they bill it you out to country radio stations. So oh, my yeah. first radio yeah. job was three TR Taralgan. Oh, right. Where's Taralgan? Taralgan's about three hours west of Melbourne. Oh, oh right. east of Melbourne. Yeah, Gippsland. Yeah, right. And, and then I I creeped a little bit closer to Warrigal. Right. Feeling good. Three double G. Fifi here. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the big promotion in Taralgan? Like, what was, like, a big deal on the radio show yeah. Taralgan? A big deal was win a date with Fifi Box. Ooh. And I actually ended up, the, the hilarious thing was this promotion was about two weeks. I ended up going to a restaurant, um, Banjo Bill's Australian-themed <laughs> restaurant in Taralgan, and I turned up and there was this guy there and he was a sort of a, you know, a big muscle-bound bodybuilder. And it suddenly occurred to me, where are the promotional staff? In fact, where is any staff? I could be here with an axe murderer. They sent right. me on a date with no security or anything. It was just the station manager with a false moustache. <laughs> well, do you want to stick around and play a fantastic new game I'd that we've to. got going here on Get This? It's called Win a Date with Fifi Box. <laughs> That'll be next on Get This. That's Kryptonite Three Doors Down. Here on Get This, right around the country. Was there some technical problem with that song? Was the bear? Just come in if you could. Yes. Yes, Mr. Martin. Is that your new radio <laughs> yes. voice, is it? I like it. Dear, oh dear. Trying not to upstage uh, Ed over there. Uh, Fifi Box is sitting in today. And, you know, do you just do this on your program, get out the women's mags and see what's going on? I do. In fact, that's what I do during the show. I'm oh, supposed right. to be, I think, working, <laughs> but I much rather flick through a magazine. <laughs> I love the, you know, the, the new weekly. I have to say, you know, if, if you're in a dentist waiting room, I always go for the new weekly. That's the juiciest it's one. It's the most digestible, I find. But do you find the constant <laughs> use of the phrase insiders and yes. sources is fascinating. Yeah. Because there's news today that uh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have broken up. No, no. Yes, I couldn't see that coming. No. But uh, in here, in the New Weekly, they've got supposedly an article about Jennifer Aniston. Listen to this. Insiders. Right, so you've got some insiders right away. Yes. So some people who know them <laughs> and who are willing to go to the press and reveal everything. Insiders say a bitter Jennifer laugh when she heard that the woman Brad left has broken uh, his heart. Jen, then there's a quote. 
Uh, Jen can't help feel uh, help but feel a little satisfaction knowing that Brad and Ange have been fighting. Says a pal. <laughs> She's a pal. pal. So we got the insiders, and now there's a pal on board. Oh, Someone yeah. who's a good pal who's revealed an exact quote. Reputable sources are on to this. Then we've got sources. <laughs> so they now join <laughs> the insiders and the pal. Are they closer than a pal? Oh, where do they sit? Uh, they, I think the pal's closest. The then. pal's, uh, but they're closer than the insiders. Yeah. Not as close as the pal. Well, I fair think enough. so. Sources say Jennifer was unable to hide the pleasure on her oh. face when word got back to her that Brad's once perfect union with Angelina Jolie is beginning to crack. Jen's too cool to say out loud that that idiot uh, that it serves that <laughs> idiot right reveals an insider now I'm not sure if that's one of the original insiders or the pal or the source yeah, a new one. it just could be a different insider <laughs> but her smirk said it all Pal said her suspicions were heightened <laughs> by Angie's pregnancy, with the conception reportedly happening before Jen's divorce from Brad was finalised. Another source. Yeah. So that's in addition to the sources, the insiders, yep. the pal, the other insider, and the other pal. Yep. So we're up to six. Another source close to Jennifer says the actress hasn't bothered to hide her glee when talking about how miserable Angelina has made Brad in recent weeks. Jen feels like Brad is finally getting exactly what he deserved. He ditched his marriage and moved on to a fling with Angelina, says a friend. <laughs> oh. So in addition to the insider's sources, pals, the other pal, <laughs> the other source, and the other insider, we now have a friend. <laughs> and I trust, the, I trust the friend the most. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, you would have friends and yes. pals. Are they going to just go running off to a mag whenever you do something idiotic? I don't think so. And the other thing is, all we ever hear is how Jennifer's now a hermit and she doesn't socialise and she barely leaves her house. How are these people even meeting up with her? <laughs> and they've all just got dictaphones and they're just transcribing everything she said. For example... That it serves that idiot right. I know. But is, she, is that a quote from Jen, or is the friend saying Jen would say this? No, it's not the friend. It's the pal. Oh, sorry, the pal. The sorry, pal friend. Is if you're saying listening. that this is exactly yeah, that would be libelous. Sorry, <laughs> you see, if you said it was the friend. And the best thing is the actual, not only the quotes, the wicked laugh. <laughs> I mean, to actually say there was a wicked laugh. It serves that idiot right. But I just love this kind of stuff. And here we've got, you know, you you probably saw the story about. Uh, Naomi uh, Campbell piffing a phone at her. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly piffing a phone yeah. at them because it's supposedly self-inflicted. Yeah. A wound <laughs> to the back of the head. But do you know what I loved? And you can see in the photo there, Ty. Yeah. There's, the, there's the, the woman. The, um, they've got a photo of the woman's uniform, the, the maid's uniform with the blood all over it. Yeah. But on the uniform, apparently Naomi makes them wear Miss Campbell. Miss Campbell. Embroidered oh. onto, the, onto the lapel. So is, <laughs> do you think that's just down at the NW offices? <laughs> yeah. I've gone, we need something to back this up. Go and get a dressing gown. Who can sew? Who can sew? And we need to embroider something on. What we'll put? Um, assistant to Miss Campbell? No, too long. That's too contrived. Yeah. They'll never believe that. No. Just put Miss Campbell. Good, good. <laughs> so maybe that's why she got the phone at the back of the head. She's wearing Naomi Campbell's robe. Oh, I just love this stuff. I know, it's great. I don't actually read it. I just love the photo. The photos tell, the, the pictures tell a story. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that you seem to have read all of this before we've got to it. Yeah. Right. And you didn't even warn me this was coming up. <laughs> I've actually done research and I didn't even know. Well done. <laughs> Look, we get, uh, there's a lot of reasons to visit the uh, Triple M website, obviously. So you can many. find out about all the fabulous prizes uh, to do with Census 1234, our sponsors. Mm. But you can, of course, go to the Get This page and send us uh, an abusive missive. <laughs> send it. Do you get wacky What's emails? Oh. We do. We get, we get wonderful emails. We get some constructive criticism mm -hmm. too. I think that's important.
Have a listen to what I've... Uh, this is an, an email that I've received here from mm. Brian Crouch of Sydney. And he goes, Tony, you've been back on here three days and not one fart joke. Oh. What's that about? <laughs> Too big for fart jokes now that you've got your own show? <laughs> I mean, I hadn't considered that because I was barjas, you know. Yeah, I know you yeah. were. And there hasn't been a single fart joke. Do you, do you think we can rectify that beer? Have, have you got something there? Have a listen to this. My message to the people of West Papua uh, is simply this. Uh, that's my message to them. Are you happy now? Are you happy, Brian Grouch of Sydney? We'll be back with more in just a moment. Young here at Get This round the country on Triple M. Well, round most of the country yeah. because, as I understand it, a large portions of the program didn't go to air in Sydney and Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and someone came in and went, "Oh, it's all right. You haven't lost any content." <laughs> I'm going. So, but the whole first break didn't go to air. So I'm assuming that Fifi, you don't count as content. No, no exactly. Tony, <laughs> I've arranged live reenactments. Uh, for the main streets of Sydney and Brisbane to go out later on this afternoon. <laughs> first break. Out of the back of the thunders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young people yeah. just doing our program. <laughs> Absolutely right. It's a shame because I think that was me at my best. <laughs> that the, was some of my best stuff. <laughs> the Howard Fart joke, did that go out in all states? Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, only in one channel apparently. <laughs> but you don't want to hear that farted stereo. <laughs> it's a mono fart. People will drive off the road. <laughs> Getting through the big stories here. Uh, Fifi, thanks for coming down to our level today, by the way. My pleasure. <laughs> no, it's coming up a level from where I'm usually. Well, some of your show, it's fascinating. You, it's sort of an um, abusive relationship, really, that you have with Marty to some extent, isn't it? It is. I, I, feel, I, I really feel like a battered wife. <laughs> wow. I really, honestly, I do start to think I am hopeless and I am stupid and, and it's, it's quite debilitating at times. He drags members of your family into the program, I notice. He does. He, was, he, rang my, he got my mum on it. My mum would love the chance to be on radio. In fact, she's so disappointed in me because she really, you know, occasionally she'll say to me, like a Christmas lunch, she went, hmm, I just saw you going in the path of Yana Vent maybe or, or Tracy Curo. <laughs> and so I'm an utter disappointment. And, and I, was, I was sick a few weeks ago and he, he rang my mum and got her on air. Right. And mum's just... I think I was really good, and, and I think I could, maybe I could go in and fill in for you tomorrow. And do you think that's going to happen? No, it's not. But she actually thinks she should do, do the Triple M News. She'd right. like to sit down with, with Dave Smith, our program right. director, and, and you know possibly come and do the news. I tuned into your show the other day, and it's, I came in in the middle of a song, and it was Augie March. Yes. And I go, what is Augie March? Do? I mean, I love Augie March. Yeah. But I mean, that's not your traditional Triple M fair. And I'm going, obviously, uh, you know, the foreigner CD must have been misplaced <laughs> and they've just grabbed whatever's on the top of the pile. But it's, it's your brother? Yes, it's nepotism at its best. Your brother's Fair in enough. Augie March. Yes, my brother's actually in Augie March. And Augie March are a really good band. Yeah. And I didn't actually even realise this myself because I'm not... I'm you not, just assumed they're crap. Yeah, well, I just assumed it's my, my brother's doing whatever. Right. I've never been to see them play or been to see him. And suddenly people at work are going, hey, we just got the new Augie March CD. That guy off, and uh, I thought, well, what better forum for me to hear it than have him on the show playing it? <laughs> but they're like often, and you know, there'll be top ten albums of the year, and they'll be number four or yeah. something like. What's the new album called? Ed. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't know. I knew, I knew Ed, it. No, move you bloody choir. Yeah, and that's the new it, single, it. One Crowded Out, it debuted in the it. Aria charts in the top ten, and that's for me. My brother and I are close 
in a way. Right. Like we Which catch way? up at Christmas time. <laughs> and I was in the office and I get the emails of, you know, the ARIA charts, whatever, and I went, oh, my God, my brother's just gone top ten. Must give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's the whole family's in show business now. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, and my other brother Cameron's an actor, so we've right. all, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of a lack of direction going to the entertainment <laughs> industry. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. Now, we've got to do some business here. It's time to get out and about and see what's mm. happening on the streets. And I should warn you that the language does turn a tad <laughs> fruity in, in case um, Fifi's mum is tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's time to cross to uh, our correspondent on the, <laughs> our correspondent on the streets. It's Tony Martin. <laughs> well, the International Comedy Festival is about to kick off in Melbourne, and I'm sitting across the road from the very first pub uh, in which I ever saw live comedy when I first moved to Australia over 20 years ago, the Dick Whittington Tavern in East St Kilda. And, you know, it's been through a lot of changes of ownership over the years, uh, a lot of changes of name. It was originally the Dick Whittington, then it was shortened to the Dick Whit, and now once again all the signage has been redone, it's simply known as the Dick. And that looks great, except there's one particular bit of signage which has caught my eye, and I'd just like to see what the locals think of it. Here comes someone now. Let's see what they've got to say. Oh, excuse me, madam. I know you're just about to make a call. Uh, are you a local around here? I am, yeah. What does that sign say to you? The Dick. And then followed by? Uh, liqueur. Liquor, sorry. And so the end result would be? Uh, the Dick Liquor. Is that something you really want <laughs> on the front of a business in your neighbourhood? <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. It's not a bad name, really. So you're quite happy to have the Dick Liquor on yeah. the front of a business? Yeah. Excuse me, Jens. I'm from Triple M. Are you the manager here? Yeah, yeah, I am one of the co-owners, yeah. Would it be possible for you to just step out the front for a moment? Uh, yeah, surely. I just want to show you something that I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I'm aware of everything. What's going on with your sign up here? It's lovely, isn't it? It just, is. It just says, uh, um, you know, bottle shop. But it does appear to say the dick liquor. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It might to you, but it does certainly doesn't to me. And, uh, you know, I'd hate, hate to think that you were... Spruiking off. Uh, I'm not spruiked off for years, sir. Inciting uh, people uh, and looking for their reaction when it clearly says the Dick Whittington Tavern. But if you stand across the road, it just says the Dick Licker. Oh, no, not to me, it doesn't. Are you sure about that? Oh, positive. You don't want to go over and have a look? No, what's the difference? Uh, why across the road as opposed to here? I, you know, you can read, I can read. What's the difference because ac across the road? Two sets of tram lines. Mm. It's funny because everyone I've, I've asked to read that sign out to me has called it the Dick Licker. Oh. How lovely. How lovely. Do you think that the sign is actually bringing more business? Well, you never know. It's an intangible thing and it's not designed to, uh, as you're suggesting, to perhaps bring more business. It's uh, certainly freshened the, uh, the look of the hotel up and uh, from that point of view... Um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, well done. Thank you. We'll certainly be giving your business a plug on the show. The meals are super. It's very consistent. I'm a huge fan of the deck. And I do come here for the liquor. Mm. Look, I don't want to tell you this, but I think you might be losing a bit of business to the c sucker just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Get this. I'm sorry that this incident has happened. The census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. That's John Lennon. Triple M, get this. It's a professional <laughs> radio program going to air in most states and in some, in both channels. Wow. So that's fantastic. Hey, I love how that guy from the Dick Whittington said the meals were consistent. <laughs>
Very good meals, very consistent. Yeah. <laughs> but that sort of suggests that maybe there's been a time where the meals haven't been That's consistent. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had to come in and crack the whip. <laughs> That's a man who's constantly having to defend himself. Yes. He's on the front foot. He is. He is. And that is a real sign. I know that at the beginning of that segment it sounded like, oh, this is something that they've just doctored up. <laughs> but it's in Chapel Street in, yeah. uh, in, I guess, what would be East St Kilda. Yeah. Um, yeah, so have a look at that and pop in for... Um, consistent schnitzel. <laughs> for something consistent. <laughs> Fifi Box is cheating on Marty Sheargold mm. and sitting in with us today on Get This. And I've been trying to find some topics that uh, we can mention. And mm-hmm. uh, is this true that there's going to be a movie where Paris Hilton plays Mother Teresa? That's in the, Some director has decided that they look the same. <laughs> heard that, but that's a joke. I'm, I'm assuming, I thought it was just like an odd spot joke. It's, it's, but it's so far towards the front of the newspaper <laughs> that I'm assuming that something like that is going to happen. We did think of a lot of jokes, but we can't yeah, really no, say them on here. Yeah, not one. <laughs> not one. <laughs> Could we put them on the podcast yes. when that happens? Yeah. <laughs> Mother Teresa with a mobile phone and, no, I can't say no, that. No, none of them, none it of them. It looks great in print. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let everyone think of what the joke would have been. See, that's there great. There we go, yeah. <laughs> Filthy. That's fantastic. Uh, speaking of filth, what about the Italian Prime Minister? Oh, Berlusconi. Uh, Berlusconi yeah. has announced that anyone, like this is not just his rivals, this is like members of the general public, oh, yeah. anyone who doesn't vote for him yep. is a dickhead. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, would that be, has that lost something in translation? What is the Italian? I think it was much stronger language in Italian. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> but wouldn't wouldn't you just like to see our Prime Minister? You're a dickhead. <laughs> if you're not voting for me, you're a bloody dickhead. <laughs> I'd like to see a bit of that. But let's talk about uh, romance and love, oh, shall we? Because sorry. it is time to climb. Talk back oh, to yes. <laughs> Hey, I think I know what that is. What is it, Ed? <laughs> okay, I think there was... Uh, it's just come to... In the Price is Right. Yes, that's there, what I was thinking of. There was that, that game where you had to guess, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, $4 and you were like, oh, $4.81. And you had like a... And this little man climbed up a mountain, right. uh, depending on how close you were. And if he fell over the edge, I'm pretty sure that's the noise it, it made. It is. It was my favourite part of The Price is Right. <laughs> the yodeling man walking up the hill. What was, <laughs> what was your least favourite part, Fifi? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I once saw... No. Oh, no, no, not The Price is Right. I remember years ago, I, was, I wish I had got this on video. Do you remember on A Wheel of Fortune with, uh, who was it, John Burgess? Yes. Oh, yeah. And there was a bit where you have 500 bucks to spend and there's oh, a yes. whole prize showcase. Yeah. What did you see? No, I just I used to just love the slow panning, like past the, you know, the crystal and the, and the, and the, and the Victor lawnmower, all tricked up. And I used to just love that shot. Sort of uh, erotic sort of close-ups of yeah, the yeah, yeah. pewter. <laughs> But I saw one where they go, okay, you've got 500 bucks to spend. What do you want? And the guy goes, oh, geez, mate, I'll, uh, I'll have the socket set. Okay, that's $85. Yeah, I'll have, um, I'll have that T-square. <laughs> it, was just, it was like a T-square in there. Uh, okay, that's uh, $45. And what else do you want? Oh, mate, there's nothing else really that I want in there. I'll just take those two. Any more T-squares? <laughs> That's, That's not what we're talking about on Talkback Mountain. We're talking about seduction. Because oh, yes. I figured you might know something about this, Fifi. Mm. Listen to this. They've, there's been a study done. What is the best technique for seduction? Researchers hoping to find the answer are staging a mass speed dating experiment oh, to yes. reveal the most effective strategy for getting a partner over an evening of 500 dates. Have you ever been on one of those? An I evening? haven't. I always wanted to do speed dating. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted yeah, to do so it. Do I. That'd be fun. We can arrange that. 
Uh, psychologists will tease out the topic of conversation that emerges as the best for showing quickly if a couple is suited or doomed to failure. Richard Wiseman, a, <laughs> that's his name, a psychologist at the University of Hertfordshire, the University oh, yeah. of Love, no. uh, said that if you've only got a short period to talk to someone to get the measure of them, what should you talk to them about? In the experiment, singles will have 10 speed dates after being instructed to talk about different, different topics such as favourite film, musical tastes, or most embarrassing experience on each encounter. Some studies, uh, you don't really need a study <laughs> to tell you no. that, um, that your music collection gives away a great deal about who you are <laughs> and whether or not you'll get on with someone. So they're, they're, there's a university that's getting into that. It's an Finally. Important, an important study. Forget that whole global warming issue. How do you bag a root in as quick a time as possible? Uh, Fifi, any ideas? What is the best sort of thing to bring up? Uh, Look, I don't... The problem with me and, and giving tips on seduction is that I have a string of... Actually, on my whole 20s, were committed to failing, doing yes. dating and relationships. And I've only just gotten very lucky right. um, because... I think the partner I have at the moment was going through a lull right. and he dropped a standard. <laughs> so I, I've snared this and I don't want to ruin it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I, look, I've always thought alcohol right, right. clouds everything. So that's really been my technique. So about a whole lot of people who are reaching for the phone have just gone, I've done that one. <laughs> what about you, Ed? What, uh, you know, in, do you go down this path of asking what films people like, what mo- you know, songs they like? I, my, my older brother. Um, he he pulled me aside one day and said, Ed, the best way to meet women is to develop a photographic memory. If you can remember everything that they've said to you and then during the conversation kind of semi-quote it back to them and be oh. interested, ah. then you'll get some. Right, because you wouldn't just get... <laughs> Because you wouldn't be able to seem interested naturally. It's no, something you've no, really okay. got to work at you in know? a kind of creepy manner. That's what he's saying. You look, you're making it sound worse than it is. All right. Yeah. Okay. That is so true. I think the key to seduction, the most successful seducers, are just the ones... <laughs> sounded graphic when yeah, I said it. it does. But um, are the ones that just make you think... You're wonderful. Just by telling somebody, oh, mm. that is fascinating. No, really, you're so good at that. Wow, what an honour to be sitting here with you. You've got the person, whether it's a male or female. Well, they say, you know, films and things, and this is, this is in fact... Yeah, what about how, you, Tony, Well, this is how I managed <laughs> to uh, lure my uh, wife into the boat. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> my wife was this, because, this, see, this is how film knowledge comes in, because I am a nerd, yeah. as you can oh. tell, even at this uh, <laughs> close proximity. <laughs> My wife was the second assistant director on an American film called Passion Fish. Oh, yes. Do you know that yes, film? I yes, I know it. 1992. With nominated the girl from um, um, Dances- China Beach. Really? Was it oh, Alfre Woodard? No. No, it stars thing. Mary McDonnell. Uh, see, this is, is this close. working on your face? This would be. Isn't this a great date we're on? <laughs> but she was like, and I knew all about that. That so I just knew. I knew that the film had been nominated for two Oscars, and I knew about John Sayles, the director. Yes. And she was so freaked out that someone would know about John Sayles. Bang on the plane to Vegas. <laughs> 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 I wish I could describe the gesture you're making there, Ed. Right, but like then a... finally, an arcane knowledge of obscure films paid off. Oh, hey! <laughs> Some action. 
So, um, I've never heard you say some action before. <laughs> it's early days. <laughs> Bang. Wait till tomorrow's show. But look, what is what has been your surefire yes. seduction yes, technique? This is great. Fifi Box will be a fantastic judge of this. She's going to be, uh, I reckon, a pretty tough judge. Is that what you're going to be? I am. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be as close to Bernard King as I can get. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> uh, give us a call at Talkback Mountain with your surefire seduction techniques. Triple M, get this, the number is 13353. Yes. Where would Triple M be without the services of Nickelback? <laughs> Saving me here at Get This. Fifi Box has joined us. Ed's on board. Uh, I think most of the show has gone to air in most states. So we can hope for. And we're climbing Talkback Mountain. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on, Ben. <laughs> we're looking for surefire seduction techniques. Yeah. I think we have Rohan on the line. Are you there, Rohan? Or maybe I've just pronounced your name wrong. <laughs> Are you there, Rohan? Oh, right. I can hear him, but it sounds like he's in the next it room. <laughs> he's playing hard to get. <laughs> That's his surefire seduction technique. He's actually coming out of the phone itself rather than going to air, and now the bear is just stabbing at buttons at random, and now he's giving the computer the finger <laughs> like there's going to be a response. Like the computer's going to go, better pull my finger out. It's touch screen. Oh, uh, like, have we we... Got, are you there, Rohan? Oh, dear. Hello. Oh, hey, hello. Hey, Thanks everyone. for How joining us. We're still uh, getting the, the show right here. But tell us about your surefire seduction technique. Uh, the surefire, just ask the girl what her passion is. It's as you simple know, as that? The, those, at that low point, when, when suddenly everything goes a bit pear-shaped, ask her what her passion is, and I'm married to the girl that I asked. Is that right? right. And what, 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 yeah. what was her passion? What was her passion? Well, she was a Christian, so she went into the the Christian spiel. Oh, right. And, and it went from there. Is that my, it for you, yeah. Rohan? I thought the answer was just going to be she was easily impressed. <laughs> <laughs> went into the Christian spiel. They've got it down to a spiel yeah, now, have they? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, we need a version we can... Uh, get out in nightclubs. <laughs> Call the Pope. See if he can get it onto the back of it. Mock up a spiel. Because <laughs> frankly, that book, it doesn't fit into the back of your pocket. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're hey. on the make. Yeah, exactly. I reckon you guys are doing really, really well as well. You're a bit sloppy on the first day, but you guys are great. You're right about the first day. I had uh, everyone I know who heard the show called up and said, Tone, you were clearly excreting bricks. <laughs> and they were right. There was an entire barbecue set in the studio. At the end of the broadcast. Thank you very much, Thanks, Rohan. Uh, the Christian spiel, that always does it. Well, you know it. Yeah, I've never bumped into the Christian spiel. Uh, well, you'd be on the lookout for it. I would be now. Yeah. It's a dead set leg opener. We've got <laughs> Colin on the line. Are you there, Colin? Yeah, there you go. Not yeah. bad. What's your, what, do you, what do you use? Uh, you put a couple of fingers in your mouth mm. and <laughs> then you wipe it on the lady's top. Right. And you say, how about I get you out of those wet clothes? No. And that works for you every time? Oh, look, it doesn't work every time, but it gets them laughing and, you know, you've got them in the game then. Percentage-wise? Like, if it's not every time, what kind of percentage you, like, success rate, Colin? Uh, we'll say 50. Wow. See, Colin, you, you'd have to be careful because, like, I find that revolting. And if you if you do that to someone with slight obsessive-compulsive disorder who has issues with germs, that, yeah. I'd have to go home and wash. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you just put it on their top. It's not like you're going to be wiping saliva across their face. 
No. No. That would be, that would be tasteless. <laughs> It's got a lower success rate, that second move. Right, so Colin uh, seduces the ladies by applying his bodily fluids to their person. Uh, I think Megan is with us. Are you there, Megan? I am. And I love you guys. Oh, thank you. Very, and we've only been on for four days. <laughs> Sweet. And already it's... So you're saying that a surefire seduction technique would be get your own radio yeah. show. Right. No, what do you... Good. Come on, what no, do you use? No, fishing. You've got to go, like, okay, you go fishing, do a, fu- a few um, full blood knots, a couple of double uni knots. Um, What's a full blood knot? Well, you know, like to put the hook on, you know, and you, you thread your worm in and, and anyway, you do the whole, like, country girl thing. Oh, sorry, is this a, an elaborate metaphor <laughs> or are you actually talking about fishing? Re- real fishing? <laughs> real fishing. Like you take him out fishing for the day, like down in the country and do all this country stuff, and then are like, you a country girl, Megan? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like at night you can show that your other side as well. So <laughs> it's a sure pose. <laughs> or else or else wear really low type with your um best bra. That's good too. All right. So if the, <laughs> if the, if the elaborate aquatic ruse doesn't work, oh well, Norg's a kimbo. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Man B. Took him out to sea. That didn't work. Check this out. Check out the D's. Have you ever thought of that? Wow. Fishing. Yeah, fishing. No, but Megan did remind me. That, uh, I've just realised, really, the surefire technique that I've always used is lying. Yeah, because lying, because that's pretending. I pretend I'm either interested or I pretend I can cook. Or I pretend, yeah, I love doing that stuff that you love to do, and I don't. And they, they find that out months later, and that's why I haven't had a relationship past four months. It just sounds Why? like your entire life is an episode of Thank God You're Here. <laughs> <laughs> making it up as you go along. Well, I hope people at home have been writing down those techniques and, you know, oh, feel free wow. to use them. Fishing, yeah. <laughs> the Christian spiel. I've got, one, I've got one more that I heard. I heard in a bar. This I was in, in Sydney and this um, Scottish guy walked up to a, you know, a friend of mine, the girl that was there. He walked up to her and he put his hand on the shoulder that was closest to him and he said, if you were a pirate, would you wear your parrot here? And then he put his arm around her and said, or here. And she just went for it. She just thought it was the best thing she'd ever heard in her life. And was that his... Really? Did he bung that voice on or does he really talk like that? He talks like that and he and she was just like, oh my God. She thought it was so awesome. Wow. I don't get it. Well, he, yeah. It's, I'll, I'll, yeah, I have to do it. Oh, I see. It's, there it's, we go. This is, we'll yeah. see if it works. <laughs> Come on in. Give it a burl. Okay, it goes like this. So I say, if you're, sitting, you're standing next to me and I put my hand on your shoulder and say, if you were a pirate, yeah. would you wear your parrot here? And then I kind of move around so I'm hugging you. Or here. See what I mean? All right. I... I wouldn't have a, par- a parrot. <laughs> Excuse so, me, sir. Would you like the handcuffs here or would you like them back it's not here? not mine. <laughs> it is that, the thing is that now that you've said that in National Radio, this Damn is going to be an outbreak <laughs> of people showing up at nightclubs dressed as buccaneers. <laughs> seeing if that trick works. Well, we hope, we hope that the, uh, the love lawn have received some information here. <laughs> we'll have more helpful information in just a moment. Get this. I'm inviting you to bite your bum. For census, one, two, three, four on Triple M. It's Get This here at Triple M. <laughs> Normally there would be a song at this point, but we've had a few technical problems, so we're just trying to bash as uh, much idiotic talk through as possible. Right. Fee Box has been sitting in for the whole hour. You brought me in for the idiotic talk, <laughs> what especially. If we, terrorism. Let's talk about terrorism. Mm. Listen to how paranoid the world has become. In England, uh, a bloke is getting a cab to the airport. 
Mm. He's got his iPod happening. He says, can you put it through the speakers in the cab? So he's listening to songs in the cab. He's then got onto the plane and been arrested and hauled off to jail. Because of the lyrics of the songs he was playing, the cab driver became suspicious (laughs) and went, Clearly (laughs) Al-Qaeda. What were the songs? The songs were the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin and The Clash's London Calling. (laughs) London Calling begins with London Calling to the faraway towns. Now war is declared and battle come down. And, of course, the Immigrant Song starts, The Hammer of the Gods will drive our ships to new lands to fight the horde, (laughs) singing and crying Valhalla, I am coming, which I think is the new corporate catchphrase for Triple M. Yeah, it is. But how's that? So just song lyrics can make you suspicious. That, but one of the most popular played, I mean, it's on high rotation on our playlist, so we're in trouble, London Calling. Gee, but can that just happen? I'm trying to think what other lyrics could get you into trouble. I don't know if it'll get you into trouble, but my favourite song lyric ever is, I likes to move it, move it. Arrest that man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been rolling down the road trying to loosen my load. I've got seven women on my mind. That load clearly sends <laughs> What about Tom Jones? Sex bomb, sex bomb. I got sex bomb. <laughs> oh, he's got to be taken into a into a dark room with a pillowcase over his head and bashed around till he reveals what he's up to. Something is clearly unusual, Mr. Jones. You know, um, talking about Tom Jones, you know they they throw underwear at him. Yes. I saw I yeah. saw Fanzi in concert a no. little while. Oh yeah, I loved it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I loved it. And the uh, the women in the front row, front couple of rows. They're a little older now, so they can't really kind of get up much, you know, steam with the throw. So they kind of go up and politely hand them to Fancy. Oh, right. And one girl went up there, one lady went up there and sort of gave him one pair. And Fancy was like, thank you, and starts walking off. And she had made a huge underwear chain that, that stretched the length of the of the stage. And and Fancy tied it to one thing on one side of the stage and then I got, uh, another thing on the other side. So it was like a, a low velvet rope of... Women's underwear. Or a clothesline. Yeah, or a clothesline. <laughs> and I, there's a couple of things there. Firstly, I love the idea. So the young people are into the Fonzie music, are they? Just loose as I I just think he's a bit of an icon. Like, you should go and see him. You know, yeah. go and check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and uh, so I like the idea. So they can't get, what did you say? They can't get the steam up. They can't get so they steam. Just, they just take it up to him. They politely, they sort of ask, excuse me, please. And they walk past you and they kind of just hand it to him. Yes, I'm not going to be able <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get that up onto the stage. I might just pop it in the post. <laughs> but uh, now, is this something, uh, Fifi, is this something that you guys have been talking about, the Britney Spears statue? I know it's been out for a couple of weeks, but we're a new show. So I know, no. Well, we, we usually do our, we don't do late-breaking news, we do old news. And we haven't even got to this yet, so we'll do this next week. People know the statue I'm talking about. Uh, mm. It's uh, Britney Spears on all fours about to give birth on a bearskin rug, and the baby's head is just starting to pop out. And that must have been a bloody hard pose to maintain for the sculptor. <laughs> it's starting to come out. Just hold it there. It's bad to sit still. <laughs> and uh, pro-choice has reckoned the statue is making an anti-abortion statement. How is that an anti-abortion statement? I would have thought what? Britney Spears having a baby. That's a pro-abortion business, isn't it? <laughs> Let's stop the bloodline now. I think it's time to wind up. Anything you want to plug for the shebang, which is heard in all states except Adelaide, I should yes, point out. Yes, that's right. Um, plug for the shebang. You haven't done any me. work at Nothing. all for today's program. <laughs> <laughs>
have no hey. idea what's coming up this afternoon. There's uh, a little bit more juice than the new weekly, I reckon, there, Fifi. Yes, there'll be some late breaking news from New Weekly. Uh, we've had well you can I tell you what, we'll loan you the next item and you can play it on your show Thank because you. we've had a lot of requests, Bear, for people to hear the uh, the fart joke again. My message to the people of West Papua uh, is simply this. Uh, <laughs> that's my message to them. And on that classy note, I think time to sign off. Thank you very much for, for coming in today, Fifi. My pleasure. I hope I haven't ruined this for you. Oh, no. That's our job. And uh, look, I think the key phrase today has been Christian Spiel. <laughs> And we'll be back tomorrow with comedian Andrea Powell. And it's all thanks to our very good friends, Census1234.